0: are listening to the Higher Ideas Podcast, where ideas grow. Connect on higherideas.net. Now here's your host, I. Hello fellow human and welcome back to the Higher Ideas Podcast. I've been thinking it's probably appropriate this week to record an episode, devote an episode, to talking about this recent news story about the Amazon on fire over in Brazil. This is what's been going on in the last week or so in the news cycle. I mean, it's definitely been getting the Internet's attention. And uh, it reached me through, first, a lot of people messaging me on Facebook, asking me, Are you okay out there? Everything alright out there, man? And well, for anybody who has been wondering, any listeners who know that I broadcast from the Amazon, uh, just so you know, this region where I'm living on the opposite side of the continent, everything is fine. There is no risk. There is no sense of danger, only that understanding of the tragedy of it. And it's a lesson for all humanity, right? Of course, other jungle people are feeling that terrible, the fear of that, hope that doesn't happen here, right? And oh my god, how could they do that? What if this all burned down, right? What a tragedy. But there is no sense of danger from that fire here. And the thing that you learn when you look at a Google Maps overview of the Amazon regions or if you take a plane flying over, as I've done many times, The good news is that the Amazon regions are absolutely snaked through with wide rivers. A whole bunch of rivers all over the place, small rivers, medium rivers, big rivers, and they're all zigzagging through the terrain all over the place. So there are these natural anti-fire barriers built into the shape of nature. These are places, these wide rivers, where the jungle stops and there is this big expanse of space of the water and on the other side, the jungle, boom, resumes, yeah? But these are beautiful fire breaks that uh, I, I would think will keep this from becoming an absolute disaster, but it is a disaster, of course. It is still a huge region that has been lost and who knows what's been lost in there? But there's the report from this perspective right here, this place in a neighboring part of the Amazon That's my two cents it's terrible absolutely but um, it's gonna take care of itself it's gonna at least be limited to its region but still of course a terrible notion to see happen in reality to come down the news cycle a huge part of the Amazon this jewel this green gem of life on this planet is being wiped out by fire and um, it is a, a jewel of my life that I get to be here. I am very happy that life has led that way for me. It's something that's in my heart, and I mean that to the core. Um, Ever since I was a kid, I love nature. Love it. Even though there are terrible and horrible things about it, including that being a part of nature means you'll die. That sucks, right? And there's predators out there, well, that's part of the cycle too, right? It is rough. Nature hurts as much as it is delicious. Um, it's, It's a ferocious beast of all things at once, it is everything, it is creation, it is happening. All of that comes in the parcel, but of course, the vast majority of it, especially in our comfortable human lives, we are so extracted from so much of that horror, we are so safe floating above it, that from my vantage point, it's more beautiful than terrifying, right? once you extract from it a little bit it gives us at least a chance to release the fear and see it for the beautiful amazing creative engine that it is i mean look it's in you right it's in your hands it's in your blood it's in your brain your brain i mean more than your brain your spirit your spark your being that comes from nature i mean we don't give conscious credit to that enough right we're floating around in human societies with all these sciences and technologies and artificial creations of ours and we're so high on ourselves but we forget the only reason we're happening is because nature is happening we are it we it made us every speck of the way Well, not to get too far off track, the point I'm trying to get to there is we need to appreciate nature. It is the source of us. Your own mind, your own existence comes from nature. So gratitude needs to be there, always. An awareness of of that subservience in a way, right? We have to bow our heads to the system of nature to a certain degree in the acknowledgement that it made us. So of course, bow your head to nature. That is the royalist royalty on this earth. We are subjects. We are creations of that system, the living system of life on earth. It is a creator. It is an engine of life. And well... The Amazon's on fire, and that's of course a tragedy. It would definitely be a tragedy if it was a freak occurrence of natural events that made it happen, a very dry season because of all sorts of factors that avalanched on top of each other across the globe, and it resulted in a very dry time with A lot of electricity in the air and a dry lightning strike lit the forest aflame and it just had the prime kindling to take out the Amazon, or at least a chunk of it. That would be a tragedy of pure chance. But in that sense, we could say, well, it was the natural system, right? If those dry conditions had been happening because of a society of creatures living on the planet who have been doing a stupid thing, knowing that their action is changing climate, and nature is being thrown off balance everywhere. And things in the recent generation may have started getting very visible to the point where massive hurricanes we've never seen before, snow where it never snows, no snow where there's always been snow, right, chaos in the climate because of the activity of these creatures changing the climate. Now if it was because of that, that the forest was having a dry season like it had never had, and in that window came a fire that took hold, that would be a greater tragedy than if it only happens out of the sky, right? Because there is a choice made there. There is activity of a creature that should be more intelligent recklessly doing its thing so self-involved and ignoring that system of nature and the owing of respect that that creature should have for their host, nature, if it was for that lack of respect that the forest got dry. You bet your ass that's a bigger tragedy. But it may get even more tragic, fellow humans, What if the stage wasn't simply set by the activity of these humans? What if the fire had started by the hands of these creatures? Or to be more specific, the hands of the sickest of those creatures, those who are so far removed from the human heart, which should give precedence to the system of life if not for their own sake but for the sake of their neighbors, for the sake of their children, future generations, the sickest of the sick who do not see past themselves and the now and the need and everything around me is a thing to be exploited. There are no rules. I may destroy and take and pillage and break whatever I please. Because I am a mighty human. And there is money to be made, and I have ambitions, and this nature is in my way. Let us set it ablaze and burn it down. I have no need of it. I owe it nothing. That is all the sickness at work. In the minds of those who, I'm told, set those fires. And that is definitely the greater tragedy, and that is the tragedy of that event. And we know the whole story, right? It is interests, interests at work, interests of resource and money and making and running things and earning more and growing more. It is the hunger, it is the greed in the system of humanity which we have let run amok and cross so many lines, even in my lifetime. That I cannot believe every city hasn't been shut down in revolution. And I think it's because we're ignoring that fact that we owe it everything and that, ah, what is that word I'm looking for, that that elevated place, that elevated reverence, there it is, The reverence for nature that we have lost in our conscious lives allows all of that stuff to go on. We all choose to keep things this way, and it would be just as simple as all of us deciding, we're done with this, we are not continuing. If you want us to buy your products, you must respect nature. If you are going to make something, make sure that it will decompose back into it safely? Ah, Well, to be frank, fellow humans, I did not look into the details because, I, you know, it's just, it gets exhausting, right? But those are the whispers I've heard, the story around this event. There are some interests there that want to get either at gold or oil or take the land or whatever, some money-making, greedy, large conglomerate force that seems to always be crapping over the whole world somewhere or other, one of those groups decided they want that region or they want it wiped out. There's something they want to get there. And stuck in all the red tape, all of the resistance of the native people living on those lands saying, no, you can't come here and ruin everything. No, we. this is our land, this is our region. We all live here. If you wipe this region out, you wipe us out. If you pollute this region, you pollute us. If you invade this region, you are invading us and interfering in our lives, you with your noisy, massive, destructive, cancerous, evil machine, digging into our little slice of paradise, surviving, scratching a simple living out here in the wilds of the Amazon. Leave us alone. Go away. The native people must feel. And well, caught into the red tape of that resistance and the red tape of whatever laws may be stopping destruction of the environment in the region, goons were sent heartless, money grubbing, desperate, broken goons. Decided to set the Amazon region on fire. Wipe out those cultures move everything, all the trees out of the way, all the animals. There's nothing to endanger now. They're all gone. So let us take this land now and what we need in it. Let's go dig that oil. Let's go get those minerals. Motherfuck. Sick, right? If that's the case, ain't that just the human story so far in my lifetime. And yeah, it bothers me, of course. Actually, I take hope that I saw it bother so many people. So many people reached out to me to know if I'm okay, saying it's terrible what's happening there. It's, it's pulling at the hearts of the, the internet, right? Of, of the people, this story. Because it represents the whole problem. It's such a, an iconic microcosm there. If that is the situation as it played out. A microcosm of the story of humanity versus nature. This is what we're doing. We are an extinction event. This is literally true. There have been many events of extinction in the history of the planet as regarded by scientists. There have been ice ages that swept through and covered the world with ice and wiped the whole slate almost clean of life. There was a meteor that hit the earth Multiple times there must have been meteor strikes, but there was of course the big one, we suspect, that wiped out those dinosaurs. Fire took the planet. Dust and cold darkness and burning flame swept through this world and killed almost all of it. And well, scientifically, among the extinction events, those periods of rapid dying, of this or that creature because of rapid environmental change. Our appearance in modern times, in just some hundreds of years, our sudden explosion of growth, of intellect, of industry, is literally considered an extinction event in the history of this planet because things have been disappearing, systems have been breaking. We have been wiping the slate clean of all kinds of things in all kinds of ways. And this has been the story of this era. We are in it. We're doing it right now, including that burning of that forest. Who knows what species may have been lost that were only in that region, not to mention the cultures that may have only been in that region. It is an extinction event in that microcosm right there. Tragic. And if that pulls at your heart fellow humans that's good. Hold on to that. We have to fight for that. And I don't think it happens by design but somehow I feel the western world right the modern world we all have this unspoken idea that the amazon jungle such a massive you see it from space green giant continent right? This region of this continent, this huge, epic jungle. I feel that all of modern humanity understands in their hearts, we need to take care of that thing. That is a symbol, right? Many organizations have adopted it. Many charities have supported that goal of preserving the Amazon, preserve the Amazon, right? Of course, it makes sense to all intelligent, good-hearted, well-thinking people. We need to at least take care of that. We need to take care of all of it. But if we start digging into that, if we start threatening that, that is the green heart of this planet. That is us killing the last beating heart, the last stronghold, the massive strongholds of healthy life on this planet, of free life on this planet. It is like a garden paradise with all sorts of perils, yes, but there are people living there, living beautiful, simple lives of difficult work and pain and toil, but also joy and fruitfulness and swimming in the rivers and fishing and, you know, that's that's healthy stuff that still is there. There are people still there there is still a world happening there that is mostly pure in a sense and we need to take care of that because if we can't take care of that example give up on all of it give up on all of it burn the whole planet down right now launch all the nukes and end it for all of us right now because if you get rid of that if you can't win humanity on the Amazon front if you can't be outraged and absolutely vicious in your demanding that it is left well and healthy and respected and majestic as it is royal it is a royalty living on this planet the royalty of the kingdom of nature it is the largest kingdom of life on this planet. Respect that kingdom. That is war, what happened there, those fires. That is war on the people of that kingdom. That is war on the sovereignty of that kingdom and the existence of it and the health of it. And that is exactly what this machine does. Find resource. What are the barriers to getting that resource? It's not mine? Alright, how do we make it mine? There's people saying no? Alright, how do we convince those people? Can we bribe them? No. Can we force them? No. Then we gotta kill them. Okay, they're out of the way. It's this relentless advance of nothing is more important than this machine. It is absolute egotism. It is absolute hubris to think that you, we, humans, are the most important thing on this planet, go to hell. Human. You are a subject of the kingdom of life on this planet. You will never be the king here. And the second you are, the whole rest of it is going to be toppling down because look, climbing the stairs to get there, this industry we make, this human humanness that we advanced forward and push forward and make room and here we come, right? Just walking up those stairs to approach the throne, we are ruining it in our path, life. We are killing life, threatening the system of it, and we're never going to really feel that gravity, the most of us who don't sit down and really think about what that means. The rest of us who choose to ignore it and not look at it because it hurts, because it's complicated, because it's ugly, cannot even understand the scale of that tragedy. That we are born into a paradise. That all you have to do is take care, be careful, be wise. There are all sorts of ways to die once you're born. And an intelligent, successful creature figures out how to be comfortable and have longevity, and success, and reproduction, and enjoy the fruit for as long as they can manage. And that's the right of every creature that is born. You have to eat something, you have to kill it to eat it, you are allowed. If something has to kill you and eat you, it's allowed. You weren't smart enough, you weren't quick enough, you weren't careful enough, the predator got you, well, that's nature. Your turn to be eaten, right? And by learning these lessons, by being clever, we got out of that system, more or less, right? We found all the holes, we patched them all up, build walls to keep the predator out, beat them back, all kinds of terrible sickness far away from us, we've been moving it all out of the way so that we can be more comfortable, so that we could be more fruitful, yes? But you know you've gone too far in taking this right to be fruitful, to grow. You know you've gone too far when you start to destroy your neighbors over it. Life is also about sharing. All of us need to be here to some extent. All the creatures need to be here. They're all doing business that needed doing and that's why they exist. Nothing gets to exist for no reason in this system of life. All of it must validate its own existence by the work that it does to help the system go on. And if we were a smart part of that system, that's what we'd focus on. Let's do our thing, let's enjoy our times, and let's move away all discomforts that prickle us in this complicated spiky thing that is nature. But let us always remember to leave room for it and make sure it is in health. It, the system as a whole, is in health. Now I'm not saying never cut down any trees and use wood. I'm not saying never kill any animals to eat their meat. I'm not saying never fish from the waters, but only do it as far as the system can support. There is so much plenty in the system of life, so much plenty. And when we get to a point where it fails from over-harvest, over-stressing, when that happens you are one greedy, greedy, sick son of a gun to keep going from that point. I'll give you an example since I'm off on a rant here. Yes, this is a rant passion episode. Tuna, tuna in the oceans, is on the brink of extinction. We know it's gonna happen. Nothing is stopping, the fisheries keep going, tuna is a huge world market, every city wants cans of tuna on the shelf, every sushi restaurant in every point of this globe wants tuna as one of the top items, right? It's on the verge of extinction and ain't nobody gonna stop it. And in fact, what has happened is that tuna markets, people fishing for tuna, big companies whose business is all tuna, what they're doing is increasing harvests. They are rushing, rushing, all of them jumping onto the poker table to grab as many chips as they can, trying to get the last tunas stock up they're getting more than they need so they can freeze it so that when the tuna is extinct they will have the market on tuna that is the sickness that grows out of control in the human heart when we focus too much on money on growth on prosperity on progress yeah ain't worth shit if it's destroying nature And there again, that microcosm is an example of the priority that I feel human endeavor as a whole is laboring under in my generation. And here is the premise, the order of priorities. And I'm sure you'll agree, I think it's clear for all to see that the priorities of human endeavor, as we're doing it today, are profit over humans, over nature first priority profits second priority humans third priority nature last priority nature survival health bounty continued future generation of the paradise last priority let me run through examples hey we need to do something for profits first priority are there people in the way yes Do they want to move? No. Do they agree? No. Then move them. Can they be moved? No. Kill them. Profits over people. Is there a society living in that land we need to dig for oil? Yes. People. Hmm. Not a priority. Move them out of the way. There's profit to be made. Oh, is there nature? Last priority, nature. Why would we even ask? It's got no legal representation. Profit first. Move that nature. Right? Second. The people. Human people. Have a need. Does it make profit? No. Then screw it. No one's going to do it. Priority one. Profit. Second. The people have a need. The people love tuna. Get it to them. Problem. There are no more tuna. We're killing them all hmm but people want tuna priority two more important than nature priority three the people win keep fishing the tuna and profit says ah opportunity take all the tuna freeze the tuna i will be rich i think the point is clear so there it is the truth of human priority in general out there in the large human endeavor in the organism that we animate this modern world By all of our choices, by all the things we allow, by all the things we want, and move, and need, and do, and are afraid to do, and don't do, by all of our choices altogether, the machine works this way. But let me tell you something about that priority list, fellow human. It is absolutely 100% empirically and certifiably insane. The idea... That profits a thing that doesn't even live, it is nothing but the collection of resource. It is nothing but a bunch of rocks piled in a room for doing nothing more than creating and amassing that treasure. Humans take second place. Humanity, happy, healthy, well-balanced, Living good, beautiful lives, humanity? Screw it. There's work to do. There's money to make. I'll give you a random example here. The work week. Why is it five days long? Why isn't the work week two days long and the weekend five? Aren't we here to live? Isn't that what this whole machine is supposed to be about? Making room for humans to live and to live the experience of life and to have adventures and to rest and to make music, make love, to see places of this world, to go to the river, to create, to celebrate, to be happy, healthy creatures enjoying their lives. Why isn't the work week two days? Sure it just grew that way but why don't we change it? What would be the argument? The argument would be there are markets that needs stoking. These markets will not survive two-day work weeks. These markets need to run faster. I must be rich in my lifetime. I want my castle, woo. That psycho cracking the whip. Work faster humans, why? Why? Work faster for this machine destroying everything? In other words, help it destroy faster? God damn you go to hell. I am done. That's why I quit my traditional job. (laughs) Oh, I am not turning those wheels. And it would be absolutely appropriate to see the whole world stop. Worldwide walkouts are absolutely, absolutely justified over the destruction of nature. Absolutely because that is survival for you, for your family, for your loved ones for your children, for their children, but also for your neighbors and all of that with them too. And for birds and cats and dogs and whales and bees and dolphins and horses and bugs and fish, all of it. Everything that is enjoying the existence, work and the bounty of making this whole thing possible. It's important to all of them that everything stay healthy, and all of them would be behind us in truth, in support. And anyone who would oppose such a movement, such a healing, healthy, correct movement to protect above all, nature, above profit and even above humanity, nature is always right. Nature's rightful place is always priority one. And that teaches us right there the insanity because in fact that thing, profit, that we sit at the top of the pyramid, that thing actually belongs at the bottom. The sane system is absolutely reverse of the insane. Profits over people, over nature, sanity is nature over people, over profit. In all the endeavors you do, fellow humans. Make sure, first, nature is safe. In all the endeavors you do within that scope, within that limit, priority two, be fruitful, happy, beautiful, celebrating people. Enjoy life, you people. Take what you need. As long as it does not threaten the continuance and existence of priority one, nature and in your little world you create humans in your activities, in the game you play on your stage of teaching yourself skills of using your powers in the power you wield when you gather as one as a united force trying to make a gain trying to grow your riches in other words, profits in all those endeavors, humans to remain healthy make sure that it is never at the cost of humanity, neither yours or the human existence of free people who are your neighbors. Tread not on the toes of fellow humans, fellow human. Live in respect and harmony, have your profits, but remember it's rightful place, nothing but a game of cards, nothing but a pile of wheat in the barn. Last priority, profit. After all, when profit takes the form of surplus, when it is something you do not need, but you have more than you need, and you want to start piling it up, do that if it will ensure your survival. But it is a lousy thing to sacrifice humans or nature for. We should be happy with what we have. We should be happy with enough to be happy, and survive, and be healthy, and see another tomorrow. And we should ensure that the tomorrow that comes is as much as we can manage today, a good tomorrow. As good as today, no worse. And if we can at all push our enterprises that way, better for everyone, for the people, priority two, and for nature, priority one. And these are the thoughts that come up in me. This is the fire that burns in my heart, and I would crush this world into submission if I could, if I was a giant creature lording over the planet, a genie of cosmic might. I would say into the hearts of all humanity, listen, you fools. Get right or get crushed by my own hands now. CHOOSE. But I don't need to do that, because in reality that genie is there. That hand is hovering around the globe as we continue, day by day, to push the glass ever closer to the edge of the table. Once it topples, it's too late. We are in the age of deciding. This is the place in human history we're all sharing right now. If we make it out of this in 200 years, if somehow we've made it out and got right through whatever terrible cost forced us to finally get right, looking back through history to we people today, what they will say is how lost we were, how insane we were, how blind we were, they were, us, right now, How complacent. Couldn't they see the fires burning? They had all the information, they knew, and they all kept going until this and that tragedy, these terrible losses we will never get back, until that pain taught us, the pain of our own mistake. And as I was saying, this age, they will regard as an age of deciding. We are in the time where the seams are starting to tear, where the threads are starting to cut, where the system of life, of nature, is showing us everywhere what we're doing to it. It is becoming global in scale. The repercussions, the reverberations, the disasters, the scale of our disasters are becoming greater the destruction we bring to this world and the way we're doing it. In the way we're doing it, not because we're humans and we're evil, but because of the way we are deciding to proceed, and the priorities we set, and all of us pushing the boulder together without asking where it's going. Generation after generation, as things get worse, we are now in the age of information, of the internet, of more truth than ever seeping through seeing the reality of the situation it is the impetus it is the coming of the change it is the the ripeness it's there this is the age where we need to really connect to this truth and really readdress all of these things if we want to survive because i'll tell you something fellow humans even if you don't care about nature and are happy to let profit and industry and quote-unquote progress continue to tear down this machine of nature. I guarantee you fellow humans, as a second priority to that master, humans, second priority below profits, if you help that beast grow, you are next on the menu. Humanity will be destroyed by it, and that's talking about war. That's talking about weapons of mass destruction. That's talking about all these ugly teeth of the disgusting, haze filled jaws of that devouring, nasty beast. We create, we allow, we should tame. Wake up, fellow humans. The forest is burning. Grow up, wake up, or be destroyed and suffer all the pain, all the pain, until you are. Or submit to truth and get right. I'll wrap it up there, fellow humans. But of course, I have to point out that anything I say about the Amazon, about keeping it healthy, applies to every other beautiful, majestic paradise of nature that still exists all throughout this world. It just so happens that the Amazon seems to be the global poster child for that feeling, that marker, that canary in the coal mine we hold in the world's heart, the Amazon. Yes, take care of it, but take care of every other kingdom of life and nature that surrounds us. We humans are only islands, islands of activity in a vast majesty of drama, of color, of beauty, of terror, and beautiful pleasure. Treasure it, honor it, guard it above all else. Do no harm. Well, wow, that was a passionate one, fellow humans. That leaves me only to thank my Patreon supporters who allowed me to have this stage to share these words. Of course, the most generous of them all, Mr. X, thank you sir, I hope I'm making you proud. Or anyone else who would like to support my voice, this broadcasting, these messages, please do consider supporting my Patreon by visiting the little orange Patreon link at the very top of higherideas.net. Thank you very much. And while you're there at higherideas.net, definitely do check out other episodes. Very few of them are this fiery, but very few things get the fire burning for me quite like seeing nature threatened by humanity, or to be more specific, by profit, over humanity, over nature. And that's it for today, fellow humans. Until next time, keep thinking.